Entrepreneur on Fire 772. How to apply philosophy to create achievement in your life is, is something that you'll never go wrong doing. John Lee Dumas is here with your daily dose of inspiring entrepreneurs. Welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire and prepare to ignite. Hiring? With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 50-plus job sites, including social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Post a free job at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Having experience these days is priceless. More than 900,000 design projects have passed through the doors at 99designs. That's expertise. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. Light that spark, Fire Nation. Johnny Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our feature guest today, Dr. Jen Tempo. Patrick, are you prepared to ignite? I have the fire department on standby, John. <laughs> I am ready and prepared. Love it. Patrick is the founder and CEO of Action Potential Holdings. He is a serial entrepreneur who has launched and sold several successful businesses. He is sometimes referred to as the philosopher entrepreneur as he brings the foundations of what he refers to as applied philosophy to money, capitalism, and value creation. Patrick, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight. So share more about you personally, then expound upon the biz. Sure. I mean, my background, uh, which got me, I guess, launched in my career starts in my teen years where I was an athlete, but I've, I've always walked a bit to a different drummer. So when I was in high school, as people were getting into the normal high school sports, uh, I got into uh, martial arts, uh, specifically karate, which was outside of high school. But ended up excelling there. I, I uh, you know, not to self-aggrandize, but I ended up as a, a five-time New Jersey State champion and two-time national champion. So uh, in my senior year of high school, when I, uh, you know, when I was there and people knew about this now, it started making kind of headlines. Uh, the wrestling coach asked me to come out and to, uh, you know, go for the wrestling team that year, which I did. And uh, I ended up, as, as happens, I think with most entrepreneurs have this particular story where a tragedy in their life actually is, a, is an inflection point that led them in a new direction. And in my case, I ended up injuring a medical doctor where uh, I was given you know, three types of drugs to deal with, you know, pain for the painkiller, anti-inflammatory for inflammation, uh, muscle relaxer for the muscles. And uh, I, fortunately for me, these medications ended up not working and uh, it sent me to the chiropractor. And I went to the chiropractor and after my first adjustment there, and I didn't realize there were a different kind of doctor with a different orientation, a different set of principles from which they operated. Uh, but I had like a 90% result after the, you know, the first wow. adjustment. And I was like, wow. And I, I looked at the guy. I said, why didn't anybody else do this to me? And he started to explain to me the, the philosophy uh, and the principles from which he operated as a chiropractor. And it made so much sense to me about the body being self-healing and the nervous system being the master system in control of the body that I right then uh, decided I wanted to be a chiropractor. And uh, it's amazing how in life, you know, a moment in time that can, can sometimes take minutes, literally can put you on a different path that you otherwise were not. I walked into that office on one path for my future. I walked out of that office on a different path for my future, what I call a pivotal experience. So I walked out of there and decided to become a chiropractor. I enrolled in chiropractic school. You have to go to prereqs. So I did my prereqs first and went to chiropractic school in Atlanta at Life University. And then 
uh, got out of school, uh, uh, started practice. And there's so many stories I can get into as far as the details there, but, you know, launch into that business. Uh, and while in practice, a, a colleague and, and, and dear friend to this day uh, walked in with a technology uh, that basically was a diagnostic technology. It was kind of in its infant stages at that point, uh, not really utilized at all in the profession. And I realized that one of the challenges I faced as a chiropractor in business was that I was selling a product I wasn't sure I was delivering. And I think this will go for a lot of people in a service-based business. It's not just healthcare, but any type of a service-based business. I was selling a product I wasn't sure I was delivering, and this particular technology started to objectify what I was doing. And uh, the, it translates into some years later, developing it, uh, getting a couple of patents on this technology, and you know, years later, uh, developing a company uh, that you know, ended up with nine, roughly 9,000 clients on six continents that you know, became a very successful uh, company within the industry that I had sold a couple of years ago. And now, uh, Action Potential Holdings is my new venture where we get, we get involved in multiple things because of my kind of ADD spirit where it's hard to focus on one thing at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I like to get involved in, in multiple projects that align with my values. And that's kind of the brief thumbnails to how, you know, where I am right now. Well, Patrick, we're going to dive into those thumbnails and really pull out some pretty powerful stories. But, you know, one thing I want to mention to Fire Nation real quick from what you just shared is, Fire Nation, be open to experiences in life. You know, Patrick went into a doctor's office just thinking it might be another visit. And if he had just kind of been numb to his experience and to what was going on, you know, this whole world would have never been opened up to him. But, you know, he was curious. He asked questions. And, you know, he was open to experiences. And you never, never know when that pivotal moment will happen. I mean, it happened you know, for you, Patrick, you know, in this doctor's office, it happened for me being stuck in traffic one day while I was driving to work. I mean, we never know, Fire Nation, when this pivotal moment's going to happen. But when it happens, you need to be open to that experience. And again, Patrick, we're going to dive into your story and pull out a couple great stories specifically from that. But before we do all that jazz, we always start with a success quote and why you chose to share this. Contradictions lead to destruction. And the amount of destruction is relative to the level of the contradiction. And I think that applies for entrepreneurs in an extraordinarily important way. Um, One thing I'd like to say to everybody who's listening is that money is not the only entrepreneurial reality. We have different areas of our lives. We do have our careers. We have our financial life. We also have a personal life, which is us separate from the rest of the world. We have a uh, relationship life, you know, spouses, children, what have you. We have a spiritual life. So we have all these different elements of our lives. And what happens when you're not in alignment, when you have incongruency, or in this case, as as the quote says, when you have contradictions, it will lead to destruction within your life. So given that, um, you know, what I spend a lot of my time thinking about is how to create congruency. And something I'd like to share relative to this is that I believe what is a um, the barrier to entrepreneurial growth is when entrepreneurs get into a predicament of what I call uh, maximum tension. Imagine what's driving you in your personal life is, let's say, pulling you east, you know, just to visualize that in your mind's eye. And what's driving you in your career is pulling you west. And you will get to a point where you're driving in opposite directions or you have these contradictions of driving forces in your life to a point where you get at maximum tension, which is the key answer in my mind. I spent years thinking about what prevents people from doing things that would make them more successful. Why would people know things that they could do that they're currently not doing that would take them where they want to go? And, you know, I I 
spoken at many, many seminars. I used to travel 150,000 miles a year, you know, lecturing, teaching, what have you. And I could tell you that that was one of the things that always disturbed me, that people would come to a program and they'd have that jacuzzi experience, would feel good while it's happening, but would, next day would have no impact on their life. So I'd want to know, why is that? Or maybe they'd even be really dehydrated. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe that's, we just hydrate them and that gets it all, you know, gets it all done. But in the end, you know, what I realized is that they're at maximum, there's no room, there's no space in their life because of these conflicts or contradictions they have to fit anything new in. They have an intention to want to grow. They have an intention to want to make things better. And they don't need to learn something new necessarily. They already know things they could be doing to make life better, but they don't do it. So the real question is, why aren't they doing it? And to me, I think the answer is because they have contradictions that limit their ability to, to make moves. So if you can, if you're thinking east and west, if you can align all of those things north, now you put energy into that system and things take off. So these, the deep implications of contradictions contradictions and how they lead to destruction in life, I believe is profound. And that's, that's the one quote that has made a big difference in my life. Yeah, for me, Patrick, I can vouch for that in every way, shape, and form. I was living a life of contradiction for over six years, you know, going to law school, corporate finance, commercial real estate, chasing the money and chasing the success and the respect, but all the time coming up short, getting burnt out and never finding any of that, and especially not finding happiness. But when I aligned what I wanted to do, you know, with what I knew I should be doing, you know, that's when everything changed. So Fire Nation, like, you know, evaluate your situation right now. Like, are you living lives of contradiction or are you working at least towards aligning it. And obviously by listening to this show and, and all the shows that we put out here every single day, like you are at least working towards aligning. So good for you. And Patrick, Entrepreneur on Fire is a unique podcast in a number of ways. The most specific way is we really focus on the story, on the journey, you know, not the overarching aerial view and perception of things because we as humans learn so much from stories and you have some great ones, some great successes, some great aha moments, and we're going to dive into all those. But before we do, we always start with a failure, with a setback, with an obstacle or a challenge. So Patrick, take us to a moment in your journey when you failed and share with us the lessons you learned. Well, you know, my context is that failure really isn't failure unless you give up. Uh, otherwise, I think it's what uh, my friend Rick, uh, Rick Zappio calls it. He says, uh, oh, that was tuition. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you pay tuition uh, is, is probably the, the better context than, than I failed. Uh, and, but if you gave up, then it, then it is true failure. But um, I, I would say probably the one that comes to mind first is, uh, at least there's several that I could probably point to, but the one that comes to mind first is several years ago when we first launched our company and we were, we were growing year over year, 100% growth, year after year after year after year. You cannot sustain that kind of growth after probably five or six years like we did. And now I'm saying, hey, you know, we're doing pretty well. We've accumulated some, some cash and some assets. Uh, maybe it's time for an acquisition. So, and that seemed like the next way to try to grow and, and, and keep that appetite for growth going. So we uh, acquired a company, but what I did in the process is I shortchanged some of the, uh, the due diligence. I like to move fast. I don't like to sit around. I'm very like, I, I, I don't have a, uh, a mindset for getting deep into the weeds, deep into the details necessarily. And even though, you know, I paid high level experts, you know, the, the, I try to find the best experts, accountants, lawyers, et cetera, which I think are really important. I made the mistake of not listening to them when it came time to go into the deeper due diligence and do the audits and go deeper into, I mean, these superficial, audits, but going deeper 
into it and starting to really verify a lot of things, you know, they were saying to me, you got to do this. I'm like, you know, let's just get this deal done. I don't think we need to go that much further. I kind of trust where we are right now with it. You know, let's go. And the long story short is that it, it translated over the next two years to be two of the most stressful years of my life trying to hold this company up because I didn't audit things that I should have. And I had complete misrepresentation as to what I understood, you know, the asset was that we were purchasing. It, it, it translated into probably well over $2 million worth of losses. And more important than the losses, I think, was the stress and the toll it took on my life trying to hold it all up because I don't quit. I don't like to give up on things or let go of things. I want to, I want to make it work. So in the end, uh, you know, it was it was a pretty damaging thing not to do proper due diligence, not to take my time to do due diligence on a major transaction and wanting to move too fast, which is a virtue, but it's also a vice sometimes. And uh, I, I think that in the end, you know, what's what's the lesson that, you know, that comes from that is that, uh, you know, sometimes you have to slow down, take a step back and make sure that you don't cut, cut corners when you're doing very important transactions. So Patrick, there are so many lessons to take. I love that one that you just shared. And you know, when you first started uh, sharing the story, you were talking about how you know your philosophy about failure is you know, and a lot of times, unless you quit, failure is just paying tuition. And you know, and that brought up you know one of my past guests who was sharing a story about how he invested twenty three million dollars in an entrepreneur and that entrepreneur's venture, and that entrepreneur lost it all. And you know, my kind of response to that was, well, you obviously never invested with that guy again. And he was like, are you kidding me? He's like. Like, I invested $23 million in that guy's tuition. You better believe that uh, that guy's learned a lot and that I'm going to get my money back and then some from this because, you know, that's exactly what he went through. That tuition, he learned all of his mistakes, all the failures, obviously with my money and it hurts. But, you know, now down the road, I trust in this guy like I did before. He's going to learn from that. So, you know, that's just kind of a perception that you really need to realize, Fire Nation, that when you do fail, the only way you're really having a total failure from that is if you're not stepping back, learning from the situation and applying it to future endeavors. So Patrick, let's kind of shift gears now because you know, you just shared that that tough time that you know cost you $2 million, you know, two years of your life, that stress, everything that went with it, all because you didn't do the due diligence, which is a great lesson learned for our listeners. But now let's talk about an epiphany that you've had, a light bulb, an aha moment that at some point, Patrick, you had. And specifically, you know, that moment in time is what I want you to share with us. And then walk us through the steps that you took to take that aha moment to turn it into success. Mine is probably not much different than the story you told earlier as far as you being in a car and, uh, you know, recognizing this is not your purpose. This is not your destiny, <laughs> basically. And I think mine came in a similar way. It required tragic circumstances. Uh, you know, a lot of people use getting hit by a truck as a metaphor, but I actually got hit by a truck. Oh, wow. And uh, I was in New York City. Um, I was, uh, you know, I'd gotten out of chiropractic school. And uh, it's got it's it's such a long story, but I'm going to really kind of shorten it up here. Uh, I had uh, ended up through a series of interesting circumstances through my mother uh, on the uh, Regis Philbin show, that morning show that they have. And uh, and I there was they're having this contest called the morning mail contest. They had 10 contestants. 
and we had to come out and tuxedo and bathe. So now I just got out of chiropractic school. I'm ready to embark on my chiropractic career, kind of moving in that direction. And my whole purpose was tied up in it. And suddenly, next thing you know, I'm, I'm up in New York City. I get into this contest on TV. I end up winning this contest. And then next thing you know, I've got agents calling me and I've got scripts in my hand and I'm, I'm running all over Manhattan. I, I moved to Manhattan and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm suddenly in on this acting career, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I, I'm in acting class and I'm, I'm, I completely take a left hand turn from where I thought I was going. And one day I'm on my way to class. And quite frankly, you know, the reality was I wasn't that great at it. You know, I was getting a little <laughs> bit of work here and there, but I, you know, it wasn't like, boy, I'm, I'm, I'm just a natural born, you know, actor that should do this. But, you know, my agents had enthusiasm and they felt like, you know, I was, you know, I appealed to the crowd, the TV audience and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And somehow this all got like, it was like an infection in my brain. So. I ended up uh, on my way to acting class one morning. I'm on my bicycle in Manhattan, and a truck pulls out, cuts me off. I, I skidded on jet fuel that was spilled on the road, slid underneath the truck, and it literally started to pull out, and, and, and it ran over me. Um, so my, my legs broken in a couple of places. We weren't wearing helmets back then, bad head injury. I get scraped up, taken to the hospital, and I'm on my back laid up, and I'm out of commission. And, uh, and as I'm laying there, somewhat depressed, I'm starting to, again, think about my life. And then it occurred to me, and it was like an epiphany that I just had at that moment in time. And literally right after that, I, I moved out of the city and, and uh, I got on the path to my chiropractic practice again. And then from there, it led to all my entrepreneurial ventures subsequent to that that I sort of described. I mean, wow. I mean, let's just call a spade a spade here, Patrick. You're pretty susceptible to pivots. You know, you're kind of that guy that, uh, you know, one day you're in a doctor's office and you're like, wow, I'm going to be a chiropractor and you go off on that path. You know, the one day you're on Regis Film and you're like, okay, I'm going to be an actor. You go off on that path. And, you know, that's, that's not a, not a bad thing, Fire Nation, you know, to get excited, to get motivated, to be open to these experiences that are happening. And, you know, my biggest takeaway, Patrick, from, you know, what, you know, you have been going through is, you know, it is important to, to listen to your heart, to listen to your intuition, you know, and to follow that as kind of your North Star. But at the same time, you can't misinterpret, you know, outside influences. You can't interpret, you know, what agents are telling you and what, you know, the TV is telling you and what, you know, things are telling you as your own purpose, as your own tuition, unless it truly is. I mean, you know, you have to fire nation at some point, step out of the noise and, and really identify yourself and, and feel with your heart, you know, what path you're on and is this the right one? And Patrick, you know, what would you say to that? And how would you kind of talk fire nation through, you know, stepping outside of that noise and really staying true to your North star? You know, it really gets uh, kind of easy, um, at least in description, but maybe not in practice. And it's this, my mistake which is a mistake that I've also made subsequent to that. But, and it's only in hindsight that I see the mistake or, or am able to characterize it in the, in the words I'm about to use is that I took opportunity over values. And I believe that's where we get into trouble. When we chase opportunity as compared to drive with our values and, and make decisions or what we call values-based decisions, when we take opportunity over values, invariably we're going to get ourselves in trouble and find ourselves compromised. So I, I think that's really the lesson. Don't take opportunity over values. Stay with your values. Opportunities over values. And don't take those opportunities, Fire Nation, over values. Powerful message. And Patrick, let's take about 60 seconds here and tell another story. This story, I want it to be a moment in time. So take us to that moment, your proudest entrepreneurial moment. 
This is probably the toughest question uh, for me, uh, you know, and, and I've, I've given it some thought. And and I would say that it's it's maybe a weird answer, but every day is my new proudest entrepreneurial moment. And, you know, why? Because every new day I have marked my past by living my values. And then I start each day creating my future where I am healthy and fit, financially abundant, spiritually fulfilled, experiencing a legendary romance and focused on, on the unlimited possibilities in my career. Career, and this leads me, you know, in my being, uh, on the most fundamental level of being a happy person. So, I I recognize that ongoing happiness is something that is earned, and and quite frankly, I think happiness is winning, you know, the national championship. It was, you know, making, you know, m- when my business crossed the, the million dollar mark or the ten million dollar mark or whatever it is. I mean, you can point to those things or people that I've met. But I believe, really, if I'm saying, what am I most proud of? It's it's the it's the culmination of my life and being a happy person and knowing that every day I get to to live into it on a higher level. So I, 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 it's probably not the direct answer to your question, but it's kind of the way I feel about it. You know, I think we can kind of maybe even qualify this a little more because it sounds to me like you must have some kind of morning ritual that kind of gets you going with this mindset, with this mentality. Can you kind of walk us through, you know, maybe the first hour of your day? Like, what do you do when you wake up in the morning? Yeah, well, this goes to, you know, uh, I think my most important personal habit. Uh, I do have a morning ritual and it's, it's pretty, it's pretty dense. Um, but I get up every morning and I say an affirmation out loud. I think it's enormously critical that in, in this one little hint could be huge. If you have an affirmation, you're reading it. That isn't the same thing as getting the vibration of the affirmation through saying it and feeling it as you're saying it. It changes everything. Now, what has been like an affirmation you found that really seems to work for you? Well, typically there's, there's, and I have kind of two sections of it, but, um, you know, there, there can be, you know, my affirmation is a page long. So there's a lot of things there that I want to affirm, but, you know, um, I start out the first line of it, which I say is that from this room with my intention, I will change the world. And that's the first vibration that comes out of me in the morning, which is usually in the five o'clock hour. And if I sleep in a little to mm-hmm. the six o'clock hour <laughs> and, 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 and I'm not naturally a morning person, incidentally, I'm a, it's a discipline. It's not, it's not something that I naturally biologically, uh, you know, ascribe to, but, uh, but that is like an example of the first thing that I'm going to say out loud that I want to affirm that it's an empowering statement because where you, where the day normally starts is where it stays. If you start it in a reaction, if you start it by opening up and looking at your emails or, you know, looking at text or whatever it might be, then you're going to stay in reaction all day. If you start focused and inspired, you're going to stay there throughout, throughout the day. So, so that's a part of, so I do the affirmation out loud. Then I do a, uh, I read also out loud my statement of purpose. I read out loud uh, also uh, my goals. I have objectives that I do every quarter. So I read what are those objectives. I read them out loud. I do a gratitude prayer after that so that I sit. You, you cannot simultaneously feel like a victim and be in gratitude. So if you if you can meditate on or pray, pray on what you are grateful for, that also puts you in a certain state to start your day in a certain way. And then from there, I go to a three monitor setup in front of me and I use Outlook. And in these, on these three monitors, I, on, on the left hand monitor is my calendar. On the middle monitor is my emails and the right hand is my task list. So now that I've got myself in the mental state that I want to be in, next I'm going to look at my day. I'm definitely do not look at emails yet. I'm looking at my day and then I'm seeing what's on the calendar that day and figuring out in my mind how I'm prepping for that. 
based on that day and what I have going on, now I'm going to my task list, which is my things to do today, and, and it should be empty. And I'm pulling things from my task list, personal and business, and, uh, and then my long-term uh, task list, uh, personal and business, once a week for those. And I'm moving them onto my daily task list saying, okay, based on how much room I have in my schedule, what time do I have today? How many tasks? Sometimes it's only one or two tasks. Sometimes maybe it's 10, depending on what my schedule dictates. Once I've gotten all that prep done, then and only then if I want, I will look at my emails or most likely I'm going to say I'm not going to do emails yet. I'm getting up now and I'm going to the gym and I'm going to go work out and then come back. And now I am empowered to start my day in, in the right kind of a way. Where the day starts, it stays, Fire Nation. So choose to start the day with gratitude. I love that, Patrick. And let's bring things to present times and talk about you today. What is the one thing that has you most fired up right now? The thing that I'm most fired up about right now is actually something that I launched recently. Um, it's a program called the Philosophy Formula, and it's the culmination of, of you know over two decades of just the things I've learned, my thinking, and understanding the practical application of philosophy. When most people hear the word philosophy, they think of old guys in robes from antiquity walking around talking <laughs> about great questions of life, right? You know, what is you know what's what's the nature of reality? You know, what's the true nature of human consciousness? Or maybe the ultimate philosophical question: Why is there something rather than nothing. But here is the thing that most people don't understand, but they get it when I explain it to them, is that philosophy is the most practical tool a human being, especially an entrepreneur, can hope to embrace. And I'm talking about putting dollars in your pocket practical. But unfortunately, we don't engage in structures of thinking that allow us to, to uh, leverage our mind, our brain, our intellectual capital into creating outcomes in our life that we want. And, uh, and doing so is a liberating experience that empowers a human being that can help you succeed in all dimensions of your life, not just your business, but your relationships, your parenting. Having a philosophy around your parenting that's conscious to you. Have a philosophy around love relationships that's conscious to you. Having a philosophy around your business that's conscious to you. I mean, where do you think your values come from? It, that your values come from your philosophy. Where do you think purpose comes from? Everybody talks about purpose, being purpose-driven, et cetera, which I'm a big fan of. But purpose doesn't is not the foundation. Your purpose emerges from your foundational philosophy. So ultimately, everybody has a philosophy. The only question is whether you are conscious of it or not. And if there are contradictions in that philosophy, the only possible result is destruction, the amount of destruction, again, relative to the level of contradiction. So I created a course now that, that we just launched and did the first class, and it was radically successful. Uh, from, from an outcome perspective, as far as sales, it was 150% of what we projected. And as far as the impact, the testimonials that have come in has been substantial. So I'm getting get ramped up now early in 2015 to take this out to the entrepreneur market. I'm really excited about it. Boom. Well, we'll definitely be uh, sharing with Fire Nation at the end exactly how we can get our hands on that, Patrick. But we are about to enter the lightning round. And before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Need a quality design but worried about the cost? One of the easiest ways for your design budget to spiral out of control is to start your project without a clear direction. This leads to you and your designer continuously spinning your wheels, frustrated but hoping eventually you'll land on a design that you like. 99designs has helped thousands of businesses around the world get designs that communicate their unique brands. It doesn't matter if you're running a contest with several designers or collaborating with just one. Crafting a thoughtful brief is always the first 
first step to getting a great design. And at 99designs, it's super simple. All you need to do is fill in their online brief form. So what is it that you need? Boost your brand's visibility with a t-shirt or drive more traffic with a sleek new banner ad or landing page. Project started just $199 and your happiness is always 100% guaranteed. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. 99designs.com slash fire. Are you looking to grow your team, maximize your time, and start putting systems in place that will help you run your business most efficiently? I know firsthand that growing a team isn't easy, especially when everyone's seeking out the best candidates. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50 plus job sites, including Craigslist and social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. With an interface that's easy to use and that tracks all of your job posts and all of your candidates, you'll be growing your team in no time. Plus, it's easy to find your best candidates because ZipRecruiter.com will automatically highlight them for you. Try ZipRecruiter to find out why they've been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter dot com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, try ZipRecruiter for free. You must go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Patrick, welcome to the lightning rounds where you get to share incredible resources in mind blowing answers. Sound like a plan? It's a great plan. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, in my case, really nothing. I started my first business in seventh grade, and I just think for me, it was, I always wanted to take control of my own destiny. So um, I, I, I never was in a position where I had a quote-unquote job, and then I had to figure out a way out of my job. I, I basically, you know, I worked, I put myself through college, you know, I, I my, my first a business after that was chiropractic. And, you know, so I worked for myself there, my own business. And uh, I've, I've never really been held back from being entrepreneurial. What is the best advice you've ever received? I'd have to say that this comes from um, my friend I mentioned earlier, Rick Sapio, uh, who I co-founded a business training uh, uh, company with. And we uh, basically three things. Number one, have a doorman. Number two, manage by objectives. And number three, create rhythms. Let me expand a little bit. What do I mean by have a doorman? Values-based decision-making basically works this way. And Rick wrote a book on this. I think it's called Who's in Your Room. So I'll throw it out there and say that that would be a, a good book to read, Who's in Your Room. But he said, imagine that your room, that your life is a room. And standing at the door is a doorman that's holding a list of your values. And the only person that gets the people that get into your room, the only people that get in are people who align with those values. Again, congruency, non-contradiction. And, and if you, if you do that, you're going to have a lot more success in your life. And basically he, he challenged me once. We're in an accountability call. I'm, I, I've been doing an accountability group now every week for, uh, for six years, never missing a Wednesday morning with my accountability group. And one time on that call, Rick challenged me and he said, any, serious problem you've had in your life is because you let somebody into your life that should not have been there. And I said, oh, that's bull. That, you know, no, I mean, yeah. And then I started to look at every big challenge I've ever had, bad things, lawsuits, what have you. And it's always because I let somebody into my life that did not align with my values. So having a doorman, I think, is important business advice. Management by objectives, I'm sure people understand that you manage by objectives rather than, you know, manage by task. It's powerful. 
and then with that, create rhythms that anything that's important in your life, it's rhythmic, whether it's a date night, whether it's meetings, whether it's, you know, it's, it's exercise, it's got to be rhythmic. It's got to be in the calendar and then it happens. And that's liberating. Most people think it's confining, but that's really liberating. So have a doorman, manage by objectives, create rhythms. That's the best business advice I ever got. Boom. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you can share with our listeners? I got to say this, at the risk of uh, appearing like a kiss ass, I will say entrepreneuronfire.com. I've yes. discovered it. And let me tell you why I think it's a great resource. One, I have a new rhythm. I just talked about rhythm. A new rhythm I put in my life is midday. You know, I talk about the morning ritual, right? Getting it off to right start. I found that about midday, you know, you got beat up enough during the, you know, the, you know, the first four or five or six <laughs> hours that I put in 30 minutes of inspiration every day in my calendar, midday. I want to take a break and I want to get re-inspired. And these interviews, have been perfect. They fit right into that half hour for me. So it's it. You know, if you want to talk about a resource that pays off in dividends, and and even if it's, it wasn't your show, I would. I don't care what show I'd be. I'd be recommending this exact same thing. Getting the, you know, the Entrepreneur on Fire interviews in a you know on a daily rhythm because you do them daily on a daily rhythm for half an hour of inspiration is it will be worth millions and millions of dollars to your destiny. I'm, I'm absolutely certain of it. Well, Fire Nation, I am blushing through the microphone. <laughs> Thank you for that kind words, Patrick. It really means a lot. And if you could recommend one book for our listeners to go next to who's in your room, what would it be and why? The most important book I've ever read is uh, Atlas Shrugged. And, and for me, I think it's, it's kind of like uh, completing that book is sort of like a rite of passage yeah. for all entrepreneurs. So um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dense book to get through, but, the, but what you experience through the journey of that fictional novel is, uh, is extraordinary. And I, I have recommended it to thousands of people, not hundreds, but thousands of people. And to this day, I still have people saying that book changed my life. So that was, that's my recommendation. I can still remember where exactly I was, you know, like on so many days while reading that book and just having these kind of like aha moments, like the food that I was eating, like the chairs that I was sitting in, like when I was reading that book. And I can't say that about a lot of books. And I'll tell you, I'm actually um, about three quarters of the way done Fountainhead right now, which is also quite a doozy by Anne Rand. So uh, two great books there. And Fire Nation, I know you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Patrick, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Well, that's that's a very imaginative question. (laughs) (laughs) It's evolved. Let's just say that. That's awesome. Um, this is where philosophy would save my life and create my future. Uh, I see it this way. The first thing I would do is ask myself the three cardinal philosophical questions. Where am I? How do I know it? And based on this, what should I do? So you got to get a context for reality. And, and uh, the, the more accurate you are in that context, the more effective you can be at succeeding in life. And next, I would find my purpose by assessing the following three things. What do I love to do? What am I great at? And what does this new world that, I've, that I'm in now, what does it need? And if I can find the common denominator to those three things, I would find my purpose. 
And then I would inventory my capital assets, which you said basically is a computer and 500 bucks, my intellectual capital, which is what do I know? And I'd build a path to achievement. Oh, Patrick, I love it. And let's end today literally on fire, my friend, with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Start to discover the role of philosophy in your life, which is, you know, which is values and what your values are and why you hold these values. But the, uh, but the practical, I'm not an academic philosopher. I never studied philosophy in school, but I'm a practical philosopher. How to apply philosophy to create achievement in your life is, is something that you'll never go wrong doing. And, uh, with that, uh, I created a URL, Patrick on Fire. Yeah. So you go to patrickonfire.com and there uh, I'll have information more about how to apply philosophy uh, in your life in a practical way to uh, achieve uncommon success. Love that. And Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with Patrick and myself today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Type Patrick in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with his book recommendation, resource, and Oh, so much more. And don't forget, you can go directly to patrickonfire.com. And Patrick, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, my friends, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, sometimes you don't have 30 minutes to commit to a podcast. I totally get it. That's why I launched Quotes on Fire, a seven day a week podcast where I share a quote from history's greatest entrepreneurs and a killer resource. Check it out in iTunes or at qofire.com. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 